Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber Teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber Teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. eBay Motors is tu socio seguro. Con trabajo, piezas nuevas y mucha pasión, transformaste una carrocería oxidada con 100,000 millas en un vehículo totalmente singular. Juegos de frenos, faros, lo que necesites, eBay Motors lo tiene. Con Guaranteed Fit de eBay, te aseguras que la pieza le quede a tu carro a la primera o se te devuelve tu dinero. Y a estos precios, ¿qué más llantas y no dinero? Mantén vivo ese espíritu de ride or die, baby, en eBay Motors. eBayMotors.com. Solo para artículos elegibles se aplican restricciones. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. We get so wrapped up in early success and we want to applaud it, we want to elevate it, and then we question why parents chase that. They chase it because we hold it in the highest esteem. And if we really want to play the long game, if we really want to grow our athletes and we want to give them skills and develop them, sometimes we have to really challenge ourselves as to why is it that we celebrate this early success. This is the Reform Sports Project, a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. Hi, this is Nick Bonacore from the Reform Sports Podcast. My guest today is Kyle Wagner, teacher, coach, founder of Go Wags Baseball, author, and sports parent. A former Wake Forest baseball player, Kyle has coached players of all ages, from grade school through college, including 40 Division I athletes and three first-round draft picks. He's the author of How the River Cats Won, Lessons on Relationships and Competition, as well as Green Light Hitting, From the Backyards to the Big Leagues. Kyle and I discuss his belief in student advocacy, his skepticism to define a person by one metric, and the three things that create a fear-based mindset in athletes. I have another phenomenal guest. I've been following this dude uh, for a few years, few years, we've had a couple of conversations, some good interaction on Twitter in particular, now known as X, uh, 2024, but, um, man, I'm super pumped to have him. He is very forward thinking and, and I love it, man. He calls himself a, a student advocate. He's a teacher. He's a coach. He's a former absolute stud baseball player, a father, sports parent, all the above my man, Kyle Wagner, coach Wags. Thanks so much for hopping on, man. Oh, it's uh, it's, it's an honor. I'm, I'm privileged and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and here's where I want to start with you, man. I love your content. I think you would have been my favorite teacher in high school. Uh, based off of all the stuff I see you say, you call yourself a student advocate. You put out a recent tweet that I thought was very interesting, and I actually had the experience with a couple of professors like this in college. A student was asking you, why are you giving us the questions to the exam You know, before the exam? And your response on the tweet was, well, because I'd rather you know the information than be punished for not knowing it. What is that about? What does it mean for you to be a student advocate? And why the hell are you not concerned with grades? Why do you think grades are not a reflection of a kid's intellect? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, you've been following me to, to know that those are touchy subjects for me. Um, I just, 
I'm skeptical of, uh, of any one metric to define a person. And um, it's not just true in school. It's, it's true everywhere. I mean, with respect to baseball, everyone knows that, you know, batting average doesn't define an athlete and slugging or an earn run average. And uh, I even think that my body mass index would qualify me as obese. Right. And so that's another one. And, and so the idea of the grade thing, judging our, our students, I've, I'm really sensitive to. Um, and so, you know, when, when it comes down to it, I, I would rather teach them than judge them. I, I've done so much research on on how that judgment component is flawed. And ultimately, when we sit down and we make an assessment of a student, I think we have to, as teachers, recognize um, that we are flawed. We are biased. We design the questions. We, we judge them. I actually just spent today talking about Daniel Pink's research when um, and he, he, he gets into to the idea of that, you know, the time of day impacts how we assess people. And so that that tweet that you're referencing, I just think ultimately with all the hats that teachers wear, the most important one is educator. And educator means I need to to give you information. And um, I'm constantly trying to communicate that that uh, I try to extend the time horizon as long as possible. So. You know, if I if I judge you on a Wednesday, but you forget it on a Thursday, have I done my job? And that's sort of playing the long game says ultimately what our job as an educator is, is is to inspire them and, and educate them. And so that's why I, I shared that. And I reflect on it often. And that's that's where I've landed 25 years into this profession. If I'm, if I'm going to choose between teaching and judging, I will choose teaching every time. You just mentioned the long game, and I know that's something obviously you're passionate about. I know you're an author as well. I talk about it a lot, and you're someone who's doing it firsthand. Huge correlation between coaching, teaching. Uh, Jim Calhoun, who I had on, obviously a legend, and even Tim Corbin, um, they talk about being teachers in sport, right? So how do we formulate, considering our entire ecosystem, whether it be academia or athletics, particularly at the youth level, it's all based on performance, right? There's winners, there's losers, there's scoreboards, uh, there's acceptance into universities. I'm going through this right now with with my second oldest. So how do we curtail that? And when we're teaching or coaching, keep the, the perspective of you know, the individual while still trying to help them. Tim Corbin said to me, everyone runs their own race. Is, yep. that, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I did a, uh, I put a, a video out the other day. I, um, you know, I think there are three things that, that really create a fear-based mindset in athletes. It's comparisons, it's outcomes, and it's deadlines. And, you know, every coach knows that, you know, you could get the greatest buy-in with your athletes. And then the minute you post a lineup, now, now you've you've created a comparison, and that that can be challenging. And, and immediately, you've got this judgment uh, running through the program, uh, and and it's undeniable. Like every coach eventually has to do it, and and that can fracture culture if if you're not communicating that message and how every coach works his lineup. But what I would argue is, I would say that so often. Uh, we we create these deadlines and we get outcome based when we don't have to create deadlines and become outcome based, right? So, yeah, I'm a big fan. I have three hashtags that I love. It's it's run your race, no finish lines, and chop wood, cherry water. And those are the three that that I think um, that if I embrace and I can communicate to my athletes, then we can live in this in this love based reality. And I know that might sound a little 
touchy feely, but I really think it's important. And uh, in, in 2024, it does feel like this relationship model is, is at the forefront. It's pushing away this, um, this social Darwinism, uh, survival of the fittest, win at all costs. I, I think it's, it's pushing that aside. And I think it's recognizing that this love-based reality is the way to go. So when I hear um, run your race, that gets me fired up. Um, no finish lines, right? Lifelong learner, that idea. And then the, uh, the chop wood cherry water is, you know, don't, don't swallow the praise because you'll swallow the poison. Try to interpret feedback as feedback. Keep it neutral. Don't get, don't get wrapped up in wins and losses. Just keep, just keep moving forward. You played ball at Wake Forest. Am I right about that? Yes. All right, so so you played at an extremely high level. Now, the Wake Forest I played at wasn't the Wake Forest that currently exists. Like <laughs> we we were middle of the road ACC. We were good. I don't want to I don't want to disparage my time there, but certainly Wake has evolved into a power power program. Sure, but it obviously still ACC. You know, yep, quote yep. unquote Power Five. You're playing at the highest level of collegiate athletics at the time, and still is. But what, what I'm going with that is you, you have the perspective of, you know, a lot of sports parents, youth sports parents will listen to this, obviously coaches as, as well. You have the perspective of coach, former high-level athlete, you're a sports parent as well. So, so as a sports parent listens to this, who may not be informed, right, they don't have the same person, they didn't play in the ACC, they don't coach, they don't teach, they haven't been in the classroom for 25 years. Hypothetically, I'm a 35-year-old parent, my kids are just entering the youth sports ecosystem where everything's based on performance. How do we not get sucked into, you know, results driven with very little, you know, background to be able to formulate or kind of go in there with any shield, right? It's almost like at times you could be going into a war with no protection. It's, I mean, I mean, a little, you know, maybe being a little extreme, but it could feel like that and a little overwhelming. How do we prepare ourselves as young parents who, who may not have the background? You know, one of the things I call into question a lot is what you'll hear people say, you got to compete at everything you do. And, um, although that might be true on some levels, like when you become a parent, if you engage in a competitive mindset, you're going to find yourself uh, fighting on the sidelines. You're going to find yourself, um, you know, valuing wins more than they should, because if we're competing in everything we do, we need to win. We need to win this this nine new baseball game. And and the one thing that, that I think often gets overlooked is young athletes have young parents. And I think sometimes as you age, you, you simply gain the perspective of maturity and, and you look back and you realize that ultimately it is about development. It is about growth. It is about developing relationships. And, and having said all of that, uh, I desperately wanted to treat my young athletes as baseball players and I wanted to value the win. Uh, I wanted to teach them how to compete. I mean, it was important to me, but it, it was important only if we did it with integrity. And I think as a coach at that youth level, a part of integrity is making sure everyone has a role. Like we're not a college team. It isn't like we have bench players that have to support the starters and that's not it. And so if, if I were presenting to a, a group of young parents, I would, again, I would, I would try to emphasize the long game. I would try to emphasize, um, you know, be, be an ambassador for the sport. Uh, I would try to emphasize, you know, uh, root for your teammates, your son, your daughter's teammates, as much as you root for your son and daughter. I think when we get that narrow focus of mom and dad, sometimes not only do we lose sight of the big picture, but we, we focus our attention on our son and our daughter. And then therein lies a lot of the root problem is that, that intensity, that competition that we have to get ours. And so, um, 
Yeah, it's 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 retracting the lens. It's that thirty thousand foot view. Uh, ultimately, we're trying to grow in the game, not not win a game. I guess that would be my message. Do you feel like sports parents, and some rightfully so, get a get a bad rap? Oftentimes, you know, you'll hear people, even I, for that matter, will say, "Hey, we drop our kids off at school. They're in the classroom. We're not sitting there watching them take a test. You know, we're not sitting them watching them get their lecture or doing whatever assignment they have for the day." So why do we feel like we need to impede upon a coach during a practice? Why do we need to be so engaged? Do you notice that the classroom has changed? Is there a correlation? Are parents the same with the classroom aspect of it, their students in the classroom, as they are with sports? Or do you notice a difference? Well, obviously, I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a parent. I'm all the above. Um, I'm just going to speak from my perspective. Like, if, if I were to run a practice, I would invite anyone to, to stay and watch. Like, I just enjoyed my time coaching athletes and practice planning that I, I enjoyed having the parents there to watch and learn. Like, for me, I wanted my message to resonate behind closed doors. I wanted them to talk about what it was we were learning so they could um, – you know, they could reiterate my message. They could emphasize my message. Uh, there, there are some coaches that might perceive that as, as a parent um, imposing on them, like this is my time and, and I want my message. But I was always more inclusive in that way. I would uh, invite the parents for a post-game talk. Again, I was talking at a youth level. I'm not talking at, at like a high school level or a college level. But I'm not saying it couldn't be done. I just... I'm a I'm a big fan of of transparency, and I would share as much as possible. And I'm even humble enough to recognize I, I, I wrote a book, uh, How the River Cats Won, and I had some amazing parents. And you know, I, I talk in there about being challenged by parents when my emotions got too hot, and they were right. And I'd like to think that they were capable of challenging me because I I created an environment that they were uh, permitted to do so. So. It, it is absolutely a, a sticky wicket. Like it is absolutely one of those those tough things to navigate. But um, I have found that it is way easier when the guy in charge, the head coach, is humble enough to say, uh, "I don't have all the answers, but I've I've got a ton of experience, and I do a lot of a lot of reading, and I'm, I try to stay up to speed on all the latest research." But if you come across something that that you think might help the boys, the girls, I'm all in. And so I don't know if, if that directly answered it, but that's just how I, I wanted to address it. When we return, Kyle and I dive into coaching transparency. Our friends at TeamSnap are back with another free webinar Wednesday, February 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern. See how the latest updates to the registration system on TeamSnap for Business will help you seamlessly collect payments and documents and improve the member signup experience. TeamSnap for Business's registration system is the best way to sign up athletes for your up-and-coming season, and their new features improve the sign-up experience for administrators, coaches, and families. During their upcoming webinar, you'll get an overview of their registration system and learn how the latest updates help you create teams even more seamlessly with updated rostering capabilities, collect documents such as waivers with even more flexibility, improve accessibility with offline payments for non-banking families, and much more. Sign up to learn more about how TeamSnap's evolving platform meets your sports business needs. Head to TeamSnap.com and sign up today. Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. 
Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Where we left off, Kyle and I were about to discuss his approach to communicating with his players' parents and the downsides of early praise. So I know in my coaching experience, um, I always have like a pre-practice first meeting, you know, like an introductory thing. I, I yep. give them a little bit of my background and, and this is what could be seven years old, you know, eight years old, nine years old, just, Hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what I think. Let's, and I try to set a boundary, you know, and I even send a long email like, Hey, these not a long email, but I try to touch on some things. Like, these kids are seven or they're eight, you know, like yep. let's keep that perspective. Do you, do you set a boundary? Like, do you try to set expectations? Cause I totally agree with you. Transparency you know, the lines of communication have to be open. I think a lot of times where we get upset parents is when there is no transparency. It's not necessarily an over-communication, but just kind of set the expectation from the onset. Because I'm sure a lot of people will hear this and go, how do I navigate that balance, right? That juggling act. Yeah. T- transparency doesn't mean all the time. I, I think, you know, we-, we have to account for the fact that anytime that a parent and a coach engage in some sort of communication in, in public, uh, every every set of eyes is allowed to interpret that communication however they want. And so what I was always hesitant of is that that public communication in front of others that could uh, could form their opinion and, and one that I didn't want them to form. So I said, look, you know, your son, your daughter might be struggling and we we might have some communication where I'm going to I'm going to sit them down for, for two games and, and just let them you know, assess the situation from a different angle. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but, but I'm, I still believe in you. I'm still going to give you opportunities. And then, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to find your way back in the lineup. But if mom or dad come and approach me at the end of the second game, uh, and I had every intention of playing them the next game. Now parents see that interaction. And then all of a sudden that, that, that child's in the lineup, they're free to go, Oh, this is how it works. If I confront coach, then I get in the lineup. 
And I don't want that. So I make it clear that, look, I want transparency, but I would love to do it away from the public arena. I want to talk about your son and your son only or your daughter. And and I'll tell you exactly where they fit. And, and I'm doing my best to try to get them in opportunities to develop. But if, if, if people see us talking and then I play them, like, I don't know if that's fair to me. And uh, so that was how I always communicated that in, in the preseason stuff. To kind of shift gears a little bit, but but stay on the youth piece, this is something I think you and I actually connected through this topic was the early specialization, you know, multi-sport thing, which I got to tell you, man, in the last decade plus, but really, especially the last like, you know, five, seven, 10 years, man, it's hard. It's hard yep. to, you know, who's right or wrong. I don't know if there is a right or wrong. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I think there is a right or wrong. I think it's balanced, but but it's becoming harder. It's becoming harder. Everything is year round. I mean, I believe you're, I think, are you down in Georgia? I live in Pennsylvania. Is that, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Was that, okay. So you live in, yeah, PA. No, I live in Pennsylvania. Yep, okay. Yep. So, so you live in a, a colder climate state. Um, I'm in, I'm in North Carolina, so you can play everything year round. You know, I grew up in the Northeast and, and you could play baseball year round. And then it's also yep. 30 years ago, but you know, how do you, as a coach, I mean, for God's sakes, I saw a post the other day where apparently there's, and I, it's not just, I saw the post, but I've heard it. There's like travel coaches encouraging high school kids not to play for their high school because it's it's not good enough. They're not good enough. They're going to get worse. It's like, how do we juggle, how do you juggle this? And more importantly, like, how did you navigate it with your kids? Because I know you had kids that played at a very high level as well. So one of the banners on our uh, inside GoWags, that was our training facility, was compete or develop at something year round. And those words were intentional. Uh Computer develop, right? And so, so often coaches with an agenda only ever focus on developing. Like we have to sharpen the blade. We have to get better. Everyone's improving. You can't waste any time. I think they miss that component of compete. I, you know, I, I would tell any baseball player that, uh, you know, you're standing on the foul line down one with two seconds to go. I mean, how could you not argue that that wouldn't be helpful from a, from an athletic uh, standpoint? And, we actually have a, a very specific case here in, uh, in my backyard, Redland High School, where we have a really high-level baseball player, like a high-end draft status in the July draft coming up, and yet he's a great basketball player. And the coaches got together and they designed a, a, a program together for the athlete that allows him to continue to lift, continue to hit, continue to do what he needs to do, and yet he's still playing basketball. And I don't think that happens if you don't have flexible coaches, you, you know, and, and I've actually gotten into a little debate. I've shared I've shared his story with others. And there are some basketball coaches that said, no, I wouldn't accommodate him in that way. And my response would be, if you're not going to accommodate him, you're probably going to lose him. And and so we, we can't just dump the burden on on the athlete and say, hey, play as much as possible. We, we The coaches need to accept some responsibility, too, and say, Look, the the pressure is is immense. It's immense for these athletes uh, with so many eyes on them in the social media world. You know what can we do to assist? We we can be flexible. We can we can potentially say, hey, this particular athlete might not have to show up for a six a.m. lift because he needs his sleep and he, and he doesn't want to lose the weight. And and so those are some concessions that I'm always. Um, I'm always impressed when a coach uh, shows some adaptability in that area. But yeah, it is it is strange that the, that the travel world is imposing on these communities in ways that we're we're, we're losing our uh, our structure a little bit. I, I, that's unfortunate. I hope it turns around. I, I think 
the more podcasts like this give it a fighting chance. Do you feel as though that I actually, when I had David Epstein on a couple of years ago and he kind of brought up the point, it almost feels like as a young parent, you have to go rogue, you know, against the system because he knows all the data, right? He's done the research, you know, with range and he yep. knows, you know, the value of, you know, versatility and, and, you know, sports sampling or just sampling in life. And it's like, you almost feel like you have to go rogue. And now I am confident in my perspective as a parent to be able to give my kids a broad buffet or help them adapt their palate to different things and, and let them find their path. But it, it almost, that FOMO kicks in, man. How do you navigate the FOMO as a parent? Well, I mean, your initial question to me about grades, you know, it sort of stems from that. Like we tend to elevate and reward people before the race is over. I, I, like, I don't understand why we have to celebrate the A on October 18th. Like why, why does that define someone? It, 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 it's a letter on their transcript and we, we can't remove it. And, and an A is elevating them. It's, it's raising them above the sea. And then it speaks to the same point you're bringing up here is that, you know, we get so wrapped up in early success and we want to applaud it. We want to elevate it. We want to, we want to hold it to the highest level. And then we question why parents chase that. Well, they chase it because we recognize it and, and we hold it in the highest esteem. And uh, if, if we really want to play the long game, if we want to really want to grow our athletes and we want to give them skills and develop them, sometimes we have to really challenge ourselves as to why is it that we celebrate this early success. And, uh, you know, I, I've coached lots of um, high level athletes and, and some, I was fortunate enough to be first rounders. And, you know, there, there were some that were elite at a very early age. Uh, I was fortunate enough to coach Anthony Volpe. And I, I remember coaching him as a, as a 10 year old walked into the nurse's office the next day at school. And I said, I just, I just coached a future big leaguer. And that played out. But then another first rounder, uh, Benny Montgomery from the, the Rockies organization, he, he, he didn't start on the varsity team as a, as a freshman, but you could see his potential. He was going to grow. He was going to get, he's going to get super strong. And, and yet, you know, there were lots of people that he's passed along the way. It's this, it's this early praise that I think just gets people chasing the wrong thing. So that that's again that's that no finish line mentality it's like why are we celebrating success when success is miles away coach wags i want people to connect with you i love what you do i love your perspective i think you have tremendous insight that can help a lot of people where can they find you on your platforms i know you're on x twitter uh where else can they find you that's really it i i had an incident where an unfortunate incident where I was hacked. And so I, I jumped off of Instagram and, and, uh, and Facebook and I had all kinds of stuff out there, but uh, it's, it's X. And um, I, I mean, I, I've shared my green light hitting book. I'll share with anyone that's, I, I can share that online through X. Um, but that's, that's my primary resource that I use just the X. Where can people find your book? Uh, you can get it on Amazon, how the river cats won. How the river cats won was a, uh, it was my model, my framework for, for developing not only athletes, but, um, you know, growing teams. A lot of, a lot of young coaches are curious about, you know, the cutting process and how they try kids out. And, you know, should, should we, should we try to keep the same team as we grow? And so I, I sat down and wrote a book, How the River Cats Won. That's on Amazon. And then the Greenlight Hitting Book that, that I wrote in 2012, that, that thing got so darn expensive. 
Um, I don't even suggest anyone buys the hard copy, although some people do like it. Uh, you can get that on Blurb is actually the, the site for that. Kyle Wagner, Coach Wax, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your time, your perspective. We're going to run this back again. I, I can't thank you enough, man. You're very welcome, and I, uh, I, I love that you invited me. I appreciate the time. That's Kyle Wagner, teacher, coach, author, and sports parent. Thanks for listening to the Reform Sports Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you took a moment to rate and review our podcast as we work to grow our community of supporters and advocates. For more Reform Sports content, please subscribe to our newsletter and blog at reformsportsproject.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes in a Nissan Pathfinder, search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around. A lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details.